same. I wasn't catching that. Did I'm you? actually not. But anyway, so. <laughs> How was your week? <laughs> it was good in yours. It was decent. It was, you know, it was I, you know. It was cute or whatever. You know, it was cute. How are you feeling about, like, these days? It's a crazy time to be alive right now with everything going on. Like, the election is really... Um, right on the corner. Okay. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And 45 is crazy. You know what? Election also changes the vibes of our birthdays. Girl, let me so, tell you something. I'm just like, mm. I hope not. Cause I still want to go away for my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, no, but like... It really is a crazy time to be alive. Like, people are dying left and right. Literally, yeah. another actor, he was in a lot of the Spike Lee movies. Give me a second, because I can't remember his name right now. He was in a lot of the Spike Lee movies, and he was murdered night before last. Well, well last night. Last night. Um, give me a second. I feel crazy. Yeah, it's it's really like heartbreaking because it's like people okay, his name is um Thomas Jefferson Bird and he was shot last night. That's what it was. Well, day before yesterday he was shot. That's what it was. That's what and he was he's been in like damn near every Spike Lee movie ever made. Like he's been in everything and he was one of those actors that he just had, like, one of those, like, influences, you know? And for him to just be murdered out of nowhere is just bananas. And for, you know, <laughs> Breonna Taylor to still not get justice and for um, just every other crazy thing happening in America right now, mm-hmm. it's just... It kind of, it humbles you a little bit because one, you're alive to actually see it, but then it also, it scares you because it's, it's a very scary time. Yeah. We're literally watching this election just unfold and I've been holding my breath. Mirror. Girl, do not say black mirror. Yeah, we're living in black I feel mirror. like black mirror is like Candyland. You say it three times and we're going to be living it. But we are kind of living in No, we mirror. are in a sense. We are. We're living in the, the... This is what's going to lead to technology changing everything. And, you know, it's, it's, it's scary. It's really scary. If I wasn't, if I wasn't already scared because we have 45 as a president, I'm like even more scared because he's running again. So it's one of those things where, um, you just got to hold your breath. (laughs) You have to take a deep breath and just hold it and just hope you'll be able to take air again. That's really just, it's just, it's, 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 yeah. That's wild. Yeah. So, but getting into a more lighter, hopefully lighter episode, uh, (laughs) topic, I should say. Um, This week we're talking about like owning your body and being liberated as a woman or man. So this week. This weekend, um, the Fenty Fashion Show 2.0 uh, came out, mm-hmm. and so I was reading things uh, surrounding this, and at some point, which I don't understand, but 
allegedly Rihanna was um, like called out after the first show because there wasn't enough diversity in her show. Meaning there wasn't a lot of like plus size representation. So what I will say is that for the second show, she definitely stepped it up. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a lot of representation on the show. She had more plus size women um, because in the sh- in the first show she did uh, because I know for a fact uh, Tabria Majors which is like one of my favorite plus size models of all times yes, yes, yes. she was in both shows um, Lizzo killed her uh, she had like a less than ten se- less than ten minute performance might have been like five minutes and I respected the artistry behind it I got her message I got what she was saying and. I fucked with it. I felt like there was diversity in sizes, but also within the sexuality spectrum, she definitely had, bas- she pretty much had everybody present. Um, I want to say there was transgender. I want to say there might have been, I'm not, I'm not really diverse as far as the sexuality spectrum goes. I literally probably only know, I know, I know, I know a very small percentage, mm-hmm. um, but there were drag queens involved, um, yeah. I want to say there were women who maybe, um, I want to say they identify maybe, like, as unisex, I know I'm saying it wrong and I apologize, it's but, it's non-binary, non-binary, right, that was the word, they definitely, uh, that, they were present, um, for sure, um, people who are in tenants as far as who's who's, like I said, Lizzo, um, Big Sean, because she actually, um, she's putting out a men's line now where there's boxers and underwears and jammies, mm-hmm. and it looks great. It looks really great. I love it. Everything was tasteful. Um, and there was even plus size men there, like, uh, from all sides, straight and, um, straight and gay. And everybody looked great. Um, everybody who was present, girl, Demi Moore was in the fashion show giving looks. Okay, oh, Demi Moore. She's fire, though. Right? I think she's still fire. She is. And Paris Hilton was in the show um, serving looks. Um, Kim Kardashian wasn't there? No. Kidding. You're so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> um, girl, you know Rihanna don't fuck with them Kardashians. No, yeah, I don't no. think she does. I She doesn't. She yeah, doesn't. In my head, she don't either. She doesn't. Yeah. She doesn't. Um, But, um... Yeah, the show was really nice. Um, there were a few performances I kind of like skipped over because I don't listen to them. But um, Bad Bunny was in attendance. There was another Spanish artist, but I don't remember her name. Um, was it Carol G? Girl, I like I don't remember her name. Okay. Um, Miguel performed. Um, I love me some Miguel. Uh, DJ Mustard brought out um, LMA and Rowdy Rich. And I think that was it. Willow looked great. Willow, honestly, definitely got to talk about Willow. Willow is probably one of the top people who should be mentioned in this episode because I feel like Liber- Willow is the one of the true embodiments of Liberated. Mm-hmm. Sis li- sit her and her brother, honestly, they live their lives as they want, no matter what anybody has to say, and so unapologetic, and I've always loved them for that, that mm-hmm. they've lived their lives and lived their truth no matter what. Um, the Willow looked gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was great. She, honestly, I'm not even gonna lie to you, she literally looked like a younger Rihanna. I mean, granted, her hair, she had, like, shorter, 
She had like starter locks on like very short hair, but mm-hmm. her face and the look she was giving, she was giving me like young, like Rihanna doing the tomboy look type of thing. Because it was sexy what she had on, but it definitely had some um like some tomboy type of vibes mm-hmm, to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but every like I said, everything was really tasteful. There were a few models in there. Um, the woman who is in um, whoo, chap. The woman who was in Suicide Squad, her name is Kara something. Um, she was in it. She looked great. Oh, uh, Kara. I ain't gonna. Say, I don't know how you say her last name. She's an English model, but she was also in Suicide Squad. She's been in a few movies. She was really good in that. But um, the fashion show, I think, really talked. Really got into body liberation as far as like noting that. It's not just big girls that need to be liberated. It's not just um, smaller women who, petite women, because she also Mm -hmm. includes petite women as well. Um, It's more than just us that need to be liberated. You know, in your sexuality, you want to be liberated so that you can live your, your best truth. And she talks about that in the show as well, which I thought it was really great. Um, but if you haven't seen the fashion show yet, definitely watch it. It's on Amazon Prime Video. Free with Amazon Prime. Yeah, I've seen it already. <laughs> that was like um, a whole commercial you just did at the end. I know, right? <laughs> we better get sponsorship. I'm just saying. Free with Amazon Prime. <laughs> um, so yeah. The That's dope. Show I haven't cute. seen it. I need to watch it. Yeah, it was really cute. It's not that long. It's about an hour. Mm-hmm. But it, you can tell, like, she really was, she thought about every detail of this fashion show. It was fucking phenomenal to read. It's crazy, too, because last, uh, last year, everyone thought she was pregnant. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> that was funny. Um, so, what was, like, your journey to self-love and being liberated by your body? Like, what was, how did you get to that point? Uh, it was definitely after high school because I feel like in high school people are still teasing you for being plus size and all that stuff mm-hmm. um, so I was out of high school and I finally was just like look if I don't love this body and who I am and if I don't fully represent me and self then who the hell will? Nobody else will for you. Um, so it took me some time. I was definitely like 18, 19 years old when I first was like, look, we need to get it together and love ourselves. Um, and then I went through a period where I got on birth control and I gained so much weight on birth control. And I no longer felt good about who I was. And like my body anymore so then I went on a whole weight loss journey and stuff like that and that was a whole learning process all over again because uh, I started it probably like two years ago so I was 24 23 24 so I had to fall in love with myself all over again while losing weight and all that stuff so it's definitely, it def- I feel like it comes in waves and I feel like you're never fully done with your whole self-love and body appreciation never. journey. Yeah. It's a continuous thing because no matter what, 
No, I feel like even the most confident woman has her moments where she doesn't feel... I mean, just as a person. You like, second not, yourself. You second yeah. and, and just as a person, not necessarily like a woman or a man thing, but like as a person, sometimes you don't feel your best and that's mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. And something that Rihanna touched on is that your fashion plays a lot into your liberation because she was like, you know, if I feel lazy, I'm going to wear the biggest hoodie and everything. But Rihanna looks fabulous no matter what she wears. And she knows that. She fucking knows that. Yeah. So, and that's just, you know, sometimes you want to just put on sweats and a hoodie and you just like, you know what, this is it for today. And that's fine. I feel like body liberation is more than just being a fat girl and wearing a crop top because people don't want you to wear a crop top or it's bigger than just wearing a two-piece wearing a two-piece you know what i'm saying it's more about owning your body and owning your power that that your body comes with and saying no when you want to say no and saying yes when you want to say yes and covering up when you want to cover up and showing skin when you want to show skin it's all about doing things when you want to do them that's really what liberation in general is all about is mm-hmm. just being you and letting that just do whatever that is that whatever that is that day if, if the you today wants to do drugs that's cool that was so far left oh Sorry. my god <laughs> but also too it's it's knowing jesus it's also too knowing that no one else has control makes or breaks anything for you right, if you absolutely. say start it's start and if that's you say it. stop it's stop that's it that's it yeah it's all about you and owning who you are and, your and power. knowing your that's control it. yeah knowing right. your power you're 100 right yeah and i feel like so and and also too people who are still virgins you're liberated because you're holding on to your virginity yes. for whatever reason whatever it means it it means enough to you that you want to hold on to it for as long as you can by all means, that's liberation because we living in a time where everybody fucking. Mm-hmm. So, and I feel like a lot of virgins who are still virgins sometimes get pressure or get shit because like, you still not fucking. And it's like, girl, like, I feel like if if I could go back, I'd still be a virgin because I feel like I, you, when you're a virgin, you don't know what you're missing. You don't know what you're missing. When you've already had it, you know what you're missing and you know you want it again and you know you want it all the time. But if you're a virgin, you don't know that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... But whatever you want to do with your body, as long as you're not self-harming, is really what liberation is. Like, just doing whatever it is. If you want to be... Just living your truth. Right, living your truth. If you want to be a sex worker and be an OnlyFans, do that shit, get that money, girl. Ain't no other that. I am mad. If you want to have 15 boyfriends like me, do it. Right. If you don't want to have 15 boyfriends and you want to be celibate, actually real-life celibate... And oh, that was shit. Danny. <laughs> oh, bet. Oh, bet. Bitch, I am celibate. All right? Thank you. I'm celibate. Whatever. I haven't had sex in I don't know how many days. I haven't had sex in I don't know how many months, almost a year. So get at me, ho. Anyway. <laughs> nah, but um, <laughs> I'm celibate, okay? All right, you celibate. That's my truth. That's okay. me living in my truth. That, that's right, girl. You living that's, that truth. <laughs> that's right, girl. You living that truth, honey. I'm a living um, that shit. But yeah, like, it's just owning what, you know, just do you at the end of the day. Whatever, as long as you're not hurting yourself, do you. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say my journey to self-love probably didn't start 
I want to say maybe like five or six years ago. I don't I don't think it was something. It's crazy how it's like it feels recent, right? It's very yeah. recent for me. Yeah. It, it still feels like it's like maybe like two or three years ago. And to me, it was just more about owning my body and being like, you know what? I'm in control of this motherfucker. As mm-hmm. much as even I before, even before about, even before finding out about PCOS, it felt like I wasn't in control of my body. Uh-huh. So it was something that even after I found out that I had it, it was more self-love that I had to do because it was me unlearning that it wasn't because I was overeating mm-hmm. <laughs> that I was fat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't like, it wasn't one of those things where I was making myself fat. It was a condition that I have that was helping me make my, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it wasn't yeah, like yeah. I was doing it by myself. And There was things that added on to it. Yeah, it was, you know, other a whole bunch of other things. And I feel like, um, it took me to go to, it really took me to separate myself from, I had to separate myself from my past, if that makes sense. Because past me and today me is two different people and I guess the me I am today was like really like bashing the past me and it was like, but why would you do this? And why, you know, I was just always beating myself up and it's like, but listen, you're here now. You're not in these situations anymore. You know certain things. Now that you know these things, you have to do better. And that's really what it came down to was yeah. that I knew, I didn't know better. So I wasn't doing better. So now that I know better, I have to do better regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, so much of uh, being liberated is also being able to heal and yeah. like not be the person that you were then mm-hmm. and accept and own up to who you are and right even if that means that you have to own up to all your mistakes and all yeah. your fuck ups and all that stuff right like, exactly it's, it's all about and that's the other thing too that ownership. healing is a big part yes of being liberated it's not just okay well like i said it's not just you putting on a crop top because somebody told you that you couldn't it's way deeper than that because mm-hmm. if that's the case Bitch, I would have been wearing crop tops. It wasn't like I didn't wear crop tops because I never thought I could wear them. It was I didn't wear crop tops because I didn't like the way I looked in them. Or I didn't wear crop tops because I was worried about... At the time, it was like, well, if I wear a crop top, my fat going to be out. And nobody want to see my fat. But now it's like, bitch, you going to see this fucking fat. How much of this fat are you going to see? You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it it was just all about don't look if you don't like it. Right. It was just all about yeah. me doing my shadow work within myself to really get to a point where it's like you gonna get all these rolls, you won't get all this cellulite, you won't get all these stretch marks all up in your face. And if you don't wanna see it, you don't have to look, period, you know? Mm-hmm. Um but I wanna say, like you said, it's not something that's it's it's it never like it doesn't stop. Like you're always gonna have to like do you're always gonna have to be always going to have to love on yourself and get yourself back to a point where you're confident in yourself. It's yes. always like that. And we're women. We are water signs. So <laughs> we get hella emotional and sometimes we just don't feel our best and, and that's normal. And then as women with PCOS and dealing with all the stresses, the physical stress and the mental and spiritual stress that comes with it, Sometimes you got to talk yourself off that ledge, you know, and it's hard to do that sometimes 
when there's voices in your head telling you other things or you're hearing things, other situations. Yeah, you know, or if... Well, Being a Scorpio not, is heavy on self-sabotage, too. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm not sure about you, but my childhood being fat, it was just like... I more I do understand that it was because like my mom had diabetes has diabetes and my grandmothers um had diabetes as well that they just were looking out for my health but it was just like the way they went about it it was basically bullying it was yeah, like yeah, yeah. when are you gonna lose weight when are you gonna get rid of these rubber tires when are you gonna and it was just like but I'm a kid like why mm-hmm. are you stressing me about my weight and then it's like I'm dealing I'm hearing my weight from my family and then I have to go to school and be teased about it so it was just. It was just, it just felt it's like constant bullying. Yeah, it just felt like constant bullying. I was just never happy. And like I said, it, it didn't really stop until I, until about maybe not even five years ago because I was triggered at work. I was working somewhere and me and one of my coworkers got into an argument and he called me a fat bitch. And for the longest, that was my trigger word. For the fucking longest, that was, you call me a fat bitch, that's it. Me, it wasn't even me and Maxine. It was just, Another person came out of me. Like, uh-huh. She-Hulk just came out and Alika went completely to the oh back. God. Like, that's why I call her. I call her She-Hulk because she don't play. So, but it just, it took me to a place where it was like, I really went the fuck off of this man. I let him have power in that word and I shouldn't have. But at the time, like I said, that was my trigger where you call me a fat bitch, that's it. Mm-hmm. Now you call me fat bitch, I'll be like, don't forget that in front of it, okay? <laughs> that fat bitch, period. <laughs> That's cute. I had to, and it was a word that I had to take power back in because it was, girl, I was, literally, I blacked out. I could not tell you what happened. They, my coworkers had to tell me what happened. I couldn't tell you what happened. <laughs> they said I tried to tackle him as if I was a football player and I was about to fight him. I was like, that sounds about right because you ain't gonna call me no fucking fat exactly. bitch. Period. And you over here fucking fat bitches. You got a lot of nerve. You out here fucking fat bitch. You gonna call me a fat bitch? Oh no. Stupid. Right. Stupid. That's that's a different one. So to segue into body shaming. <laughs> I like to segue into body shaming, but. Like, have you been body shamed before? Well, or have you? Have you? I have been body shamed. Um, recently. Recently. The, the most recent body shaming that I've dealt with was um, me posting a photo. I did the period challenge or something like that. I did something. Or it was not the period challenge. It was before the period challenge. And, um, I posted a photo and this guy was like, oh, you're sucking it in or something like that. And I was like, but I'm not. So you could be mad and you can watch my story and be an observer and be on my body. Clearly that you needed to go and say that and take the time out of your day to waste it on me to go and tell me that I was sucking it in. Huh, sir. Please tell me how you really feel because I'm just mm. well. I think I want to say the last time I was body shamed probably was the instance where he called me the fat bitch, but no, no, no. So after that, I want to say maybe like a year after that, I had started going to the gym or whatever, trying to lose weight. And me and my, my sister and I were coming back from the gym, and I had like legging, I had like workout leggings on, and I had like a tank top on in my sports bra. 
So this man, me and my sister are literally turning the block to like get into our apartment building. And this guy was like, yo, ma, if you had a bigger ass, you would be mad popping. And I just came from the gym breaking my ass off. I did not want to hear that shit. And he was literally short enough to be my son. Oh my God. And he sat up in here and had the nerve to tell me. That if my ass was fatter, I would be popping. First of all, my heart is fatter than your fucking dick, sir. Okay? So, let's get one thing straight. Don't come for me if I ain't sin for you. I ain't even sin for you because I couldn't see a little short ass. Fucking she said her heart got more pumps than your dick does, too. <laughs> you said what? <laughs> my heart got more pumps than your dick does. Period. Too. Okay? Can I ask you a question? Okay. What's your sexuality? What's my sexuality? Yes. Um, I'm sh- I identify straight. I mean, I I mean I like women, but not enough to be in a relationship. It would be more like if anything. Would you have, have sex with a woman? Um, yeah, I would. I mean, but it would. Um, see, would I have sex with the woman? Eh. Would I have a threesome? Yeah. Okay. Okay. No, that's different. I just feel like men can be dominant and men can, you know, be like... So women can't be dominant? They can, but the aggression also needs to be needs to be there. So what if the aggression's not... So what if the aggression's there? There's aggressive women out there, clearly. Yeah, but all the women that like me are like feminine women. They're not like so. There's no there's no aggressive women that like you and be like, Danny, I want to take you down and start there's, pushing you there's up against this, the wall. Actually, yeah, there's this one girl who's constantly in my DMs. Well, there like, you go. Would you? Well, what's your well, what's your sexuality? That's the first thing. Uh, I am a bisexual woman. So you're having sex with women. Uh, yeah, I have had sex with women. Um, would I date a woman and like full blown be in a relationship with a woman i don't know i don't think i can handle it yeah i feel like there's too much emotion i feel like there's too women much are... estrogen in that relationship there needs to be a whole lot more testosterone yeah i feel like they're also like i it's just one of those things that that happened i i i, I can say that now that i let negative comments from my friends and people whose opinions didn't really matter it got to me and mm. Because of how it was coming to me, especially like on the internet, with thousands of comments being written to you every day, it was a lot. It was a lot. So, being liberated, do you want to talk about your best sexual experience? No, because I don't want to make anybody jealous. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Um, honestly, no, I really have to stick to that because I feel like if I say one of my best sexual experiences, every man I've ever slept with is going to feel away about what I'm about to say. But one so of my not best... not everyone gets the same energy, period. But hear me out before you say that. So one of my best sexual experiences was with, was with myself. Yes, that's that, see, that's sexual liberation. That's being liberated. Because, well, you know, I'm I, I'm not shy about the fact that I masturbate, but uh-huh. I'm not shy about other things either. <laughs> Period. Okay. 
So I um I forgot what the question was. What was the question? <laughs> you know, fuck me up. I was like, what was your best sexual experience? Oh, so my best sexual experience was with myself. Um, and you want to? It kind of put me on. <laughs> Do I want to set the mood for you? Absolutely not. What? You don't want to like go into slight detail? That's what this podcast is about. So I was in the shower and the water was dripping on my back. No, I'm not getting yes. into fucking details. You. So it was in the shower. It was in the shower. Jesus. All right. It was in the shower, and mm. it was just like one of the best orgasms I ever had. My I, that might be one of the reasons why I still masturbate to this day. But it was one of the best orgasms I ever had. And granted, it was more so because of what I saw. During the orgasm and the orgasm, because it was crazy, but it was like I saw all the things I ever wanted, and I saw, um, I saw the moon and I saw the stars. It was great. It was like I like you went to outer space. I think I did. I made myself go there a few times though, but that's just because it's just me masturbating is more than just me getting off. It's a way I connect with myself. It's a way I release stress. It's a way I manifest. It's a way I, um, it's just the way I get good credit score. Here you go. Good job. Tall or bearded. Honestly, I don't go into details like that when I manifest men though. I, I don't go into that. I just basically just say love. I don't necessarily go into details. Smells good. He's good hygiene. So no. what is your worst sexual experience? Mm-hmm. My worst sexual experience. Oh my god, I was in high school. Ooh. And honestly, I think we both came out of it not being satisfied with each other, and I was okay with him not being satisfied because I wasn't satisfied. Mm-hmm. Like, at first, I was offended because it was like I found out he wasn't satisfied through my friend, but she stuck up for me. She was mm-hmm. so basically. Her, she was dating her, her boyfriend at the time, right? Mm-hmm. Her boyfriend at the time was friends with the person that I was sleeping with. So, you know, you're in high school, you know, you're going to talk shit to your friend, whatever, right? So I was not satisfied. Like literally we were, it was literally like the most cheesiest high school experience you could think of where there were like kitty sheets and just the whole kitty situation. And I was just like, what the fuck am I doing here? And it was horrible for me. And so I found out later that he didn't enjoy it either. And I was like, but I'm okay with that. Because like I said, I didn't enjoy it myself either. It was, girl, I didn't feel anything. It was just like, and it just, it, I didn't get it. Have you ever seen Wait and Exhale? Have I ever seen what? Waiting to Exhale. No. So... Remind me that there's like a whole list of black movies that you have to watch. Okay. <laughs> Waiting to Exhale is one of them. Anyway. Okay. So, if you've seen Waiting to Exhale, you know that, um, her name Robin? Robin's character? I want to say her name is Robin. She sleeps with her coworker and he is literally like going to town on her and she doesn't She's not into it at all, but she was just trying to, like, be sweet and was like, oh, but, you know, he is kind of like, but no, bro, he wasn't hitting nothing right. And it wasn't, 
was kind of that same experience. Like nothing was getting done. I didn't go anywhere. He did all the. He literally, I just laid there because I was so bored. Oh no! I was like, why am I here? But I was in high school too, so I think. Do you feel like because you weren't fully in tune with your own body that it made a difference? Yeah. I think sex is... De- and, and I think that's why I'm a fan of not having sex when you're a teenager because you don't know anything as a fucking teenager. <laughs> you don't know shit. Yeah. I don't give a fuck how many... How much porn you watch. Porn is not real sex. Like, I don't care. Granted, porn, great thing to watch, great for entertainment, but that's not real sex. Do you watch porn? Yeah. Okay. Not as much as I used to because... Um, once you start manifesting that way, you don't want to, you don't want to taint it by possibly manifesting while you're watching porn. You don't want to taint it because that could, could throw it off a little bit. So not as much as I used to, but, um, yeah, I, I watch porn. It's, it's cool. Yeah. You get to live out your fantasies and porn, you know? Yeah. Somewhat. Um, but that's not real sex. That's like literally like and go and you know what I'm saying. Like that's not that's and film. Cut. Okay, guys, and that cut. Was right, like literally, as, as soon as you cut, he has to jerk off to get it hard again. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not, it's not the same thing. So, um, but I definitely am a fan of you waiting until you are at least in tune with your body and you know what. You know some of what you want sexually before you deflower yourself, have yourself deflowered, so to speak. Only because I feel like when I was in high school and I lost my virginity, like, there was still so much stuff I didn't know. And clearly I was out of tune my body that mm-hmm. it just, I, I mean, I had decent sex in high school. Now it'd be trash because it's high school sex, you know? But, um. I didn't have much sex in high school. I lost my virginity at 16, so... Uh, I lost my virginity senior year. So, um, it's just one of those things where I kind of... I would have waited. If I could go back, I would have waited a little bit longer. Gotcha. I would have waited until I met my first love. We, he could have deflowered me and I would have been okay with that. I lost my virginity to my first love. Sorry, Danny. What was your best sexual experience? <laughs> I don't sorry. need you to rub me as you ask me that question. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, my best sexual experience was with the devil. Oh my god, he's so cute. Oh, he was fucking the devil? No. Um, it was, dick it, was really with, it was with the Gemini, though. Is his dick really red? You no. answer my question. No. Damn. Alright. He's a Gemini. Alright. Um, it's, it was just, it was just amazing. Um, I think when chemistry is there and you're, you're able to communicate what you want and the person just like follows your lead and is not offended by you leading to tell him what you want, things are just amazing. Now, what's your worst sexual experience? (laughs) Uh, I was. I was 18 years old and I was seeing this guy and um, 
we have went on a few dates and one day he was like come over I was like okay no problem I will and I went over and one thing leads to another we're about to have sex he slides up in me I feel nothing and I'm just like what the hell's going on right now and he came super fast and I had to text my girlfriend and be like text me so that say it's an emergency get me the fuck out of here and she called me and was like hey am I supposed to call you right now and I was like what oh my god and I rushed out and I never never spoke to him again mm. that was the worst sex I've ever had it sounds like it I think that's another reason why I'm just like I'm good cause like especially like when it comes to like having sex with like new people or like people that you've never had you know like whatever you've never had sex with them I'm very weird about that because like one like I said I don't want two people in my body right uh-huh. but the other thing is is like a lot of men still don't know how to have sex mm-hmm. granted I feel like it hasn't happened to me men are selfish that too, like men are like they just want to get off, and then they don't really want to like give. It's not like a give and take, and I feel like mm-hmm. when it comes to sex, overall, it's supposed to be a connection, and it's supposed to be give and take, not just you just taking everything from me, and I'm just like sitting here just like getting dumped on. Like what type of shit yeah, is that? Yeah. You know, it's supposed to be an equally pleasurable experience for both parties. Um, so I'm just I'm good on that. Like if you're not gonna give me an orgasm, why am I here? Or <laughs> If you're not gonna, and I think also too, being verbal during sex is also a form of liberation because I feel like so many people are like, well, he's not, when when we have sex, like, he's not doing it right. But I'm like, but did you tell him that? Mm-hmm. Like, were you verbal and sit, like, because some- Some men still don't listen though. Well, that, no, that's a valid point. I hear you. But at the same time- not everybody has sex the same and not everybody is gonna just because you had sex with said person and it was banging doesn't mean if I have sex with him it'll be banging because yeah. what's banging for you not necessarily is banging for me right mm-hmm. so that's why I say like, I might not right like and just like when it comes to listening some guys I feel like it comes back to being vulnerable they don't want to talk during sex because they feel like I think that well also it's a concentration thing for them too I think but um, to me, it seems like a lot of people don't like to talk during sex because it, it makes them like kind of feel vulnerable. Like if, if they're talking to me, like we're having a connection, but we're, you already have your dick inside of me. We were literally connected in the most vulnerable way we could be like this. We can't be more vulnerable than we are right now. You mean to tell me you can't tell me the way that you like this done or as a woman I can't tell you the way I like it done without you feeling threatened which I think is another problem that if you tell them how you like it they feel threatened like well why are you telling me I know what I'm doing well clearly you don't like you're not doing it the way I that I like that's it I haven't experienced anybody complaining about talking I feel like also too if I can laugh during sex with you yeah that's a good sexual experience yeah but no I mean a, like sometimes cute. They just, they don't want to be verbal as far as, like, telling the person what you like. Oh, okay. 
it might be also people are shy, but I'm like, y'all fucking like, how shy are you gonna be? Yeah. Already, we both naked. There's Hello? no shyness. Hello, we're yeah. vulnerable. This is we're we're naked, and our 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 reproductive organs are touching each other. We're literally the most Why vulnerable we could like be. That? Jesus, like what? That's what's our happening. Reproductive organs, but that's what they are. Man, listen. Anyway, so. As far as, like, when it comes to body liberation with big girls, because I feel like fashion has a big part into it, right? Mm -hmm. How would you say that your fashion has evolved or if you feel like big girl fashion as a whole, you know, has evolved? Like, what was that like for you fashion-wise growing up? I think the more comfortable that I got in my own skin, I was able to wear less and go out more as drake says um but all roads lead to drake huh <laughs> drake um but when i was younger and i wasn't comfortable it was a lot of like boy clothes it was a lot of sweatpants it was a lot of uh sweatsuits uh yeah, Aaron was, was like big girl my, outfit fucking sweat yeah it was like my favorite thing in the world walking around of, looking like baby bop and shit <laughs> i um And then now it's like, because so many stores are inclusive to us and we're allowed to shop there. And it's even funny to say we're allowed to shop there. Um, but like places like Pretty Little Things, Fashion Nova. um, Oh girl, no, Fashion Nova's canceled. Well, I don't, I don't shop at Fashion Uh Nova anyway. But but I'm just using it as a reference, like, or ASOS. I love ASOS. Um, ASOS Curve is my favorite place and there's so many things that, so many brands that I did not know about, but it brings all of these plus size brands to one store for you Mm -hmm. so that you have all of these options right at your fingertips. Mm -hmm. I think it's great. And I think that Rihanna really, um, having like lingerie, for big women, for big girls, and like including us. Granted, like Torrid had lingerie already. I, but I wasn't that impressed though when no uh when Fenty first dropped. She had well, like no, one baby first, doll. When it first she dropped, didn't have it much was, for us. Well, yeah, and I think that's well one. I think she was putting things out to see how it would do because granted, when Fenty first came out as a whole, I wasn't satisfied with anything. Like mm-hmm. not even like. Plus size, non-plus size, I wasn't satisfied with anything, which is why, to this day, like, I literally probably will buy something now. And granted, like, I've wanted to buy things in the past, but, like, I was, like, really, like, waiting for a sale. I wasn't trying to play for life, but then it's almost like the the one where you have to subscribe and all that, and I wasn't even trying to do that either. I just wanted mm-hmm. a few pieces. Um, but... I definitely think when it comes to people putting out a line, like, it has to evolve. I feel like when people put out their first draft, so to speak, it's not, you know. But like I said, I wasn't very happy with her line when it first, first came out. But as it evolved, I started to see, like, nah, like, she's really coming out with some fire things. And I feel like after this fashion show, way more plus size um, inclusion as far as, like, options. But... Um, it was, for me, like I said, it, at first I wasn't feeling it either. It was just like, nah. But it wasn't even just the plus size stuff. It was the whole, like, I wasn't feeling the whole thing. I was like, nah, I don't know if this is it. But I was like, well, we'll see what happens. You know, is she really, 
if she's really serious about this, she's going to develop it. And, I mean, she's been serious about mm-hmm. it because she's been doing it for about three or four yeah, years Yeah, she ain't now, releasing so. no music. Right. So, <laughs> she better be serious about something. <clears throat> so, God. right. Um, but I definitely think plus size lingerie definitely is one of those things that had to evolve because they were very big on like baby doll like kind of things where your stomach is covered or like some type of like slip dress but it's like not everybody you know some that's okay if that's how you want to be covered up because they still make those because women they prefer to be covered up like that and that's fine but some women want like basically plus size lingerie the same things that the skinnier girls have they want that but just in our size that's it you know i feel like pretty little things pretty little thing has done a good job of keeping the plus size section um included in all of their uh lingerie i feel like they have good lingerie yeah. And that, and Torrid has deep, I like Torrid's lingerie. It's a little pricey, but it's worth it because you're going to have it a long time. It's mm-hmm. not like lingerie. You're going to wear it twice and then you'll never have it again. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. um, I like their lingerie. It's pretty cute. Um, nobody's ever seen it, but I've seen it and I look cute in it. So that's what I'm at is, you know? <laughs> yes, I wear long, and I think that's something too is that people, when it comes to liberation, people feel like, you have to be liberated and it's something that you're doing for somebody else. And mm-hmm. part That's of liberation is realizing it's like, you're doing this for you. Mm-hmm. You're getting sexy for you. You're putting on that wig for you. You're putting on your makeup for you. You're getting your body done for the women who have gotten their body done. You're doing that for you and not for anybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think we get, I think a lot of people get caught up in sexual liberation because it's involving somebody else, but you can also be sexually liberated and be celibate. Because you're celibate, you're sexually liberated because you chose not to have sex. Yeah. You can be sexually liberated and just have sex with yourself. Um, someone might say that I'm not sexually liberated because uh, I might not be living out like my wildest fantasies with other with another person. But that's not all liberation. It's not. Though. It's not all. It's that's not all it is. Yeah. It's 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 supposed to be about you. It is about you. Regardless, it end all be all liberation is you you you. That's it. It's mm-hmm. not about anybody else but you. Yeah. So, you know, it's just even like self-care Sundays or Saturdays, it's very much like you washing your hair or shaving your legs and, and you like, setting those boundaries getting... to do that for yourself yeah. is being liberated because sometimes we're so caught up in well, today's my day off. Let me see what so and so is doing instead of what today's my day off. What do I need to do for myself? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's a, a thing that it's so funny. Um because I was taught and because I was telling my coworker how stressed out I was. She said, But when's the last time you self care? And then I'm like, Girl, I self care every Sunday. But it's like, Am I self care every Sunday or am I? And then basically like the last two Sundays, well, this past Sunday, I wasn't feeling well, but, um, I've literally just been, like, home in my room, maybe watching, like, Girlfriends, because, girl, I'm trying to get through Girlfriends. It's eight seasons. I'm only on season four. I'm trying to get to season eight. So, um, but it's more than that. It's more like, girl, you know you need a massage. Go get a massage. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. you need a facial. Go get a facial. You know you need your pussy wax. Go get your pussy wax. <laughs> have you ever had any pussy wax though shout out to the coochie doctor I'm be making my appointment soon girl you gonna see me cause 
I'm ready to wax. I haven't I haven't had a wax in almost a year. I'm a little nervous because I'm a I'm afraid of so how you bad haven't it's touched it. I mean I've trimmed it, but I haven't gotten like a wax in almost a year. Got it, okay. Um, only because what happened was I was literally about to schedule my next wax and then COVID happened, everything shut down. And since being back, it, since being out of it, uh, out of quarantine, so to speak, I was just nervous to just spread eagle. Mm-hmm. So nervous, but I think I'm over it now that I'm like, all right, I can go. Yeah, mm-hmm. it'll be fine. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, all of self-care is definitely a part of liberation because you have to set those boundaries to give yourself that self-care. You have to be liberated enough and know that you have to love yourself enough to set boundaries. And that's something that I had to learn for myself is that in the past, when it came to my friends, it was like there were no boundaries. Like we were just, it was just all, we were either always hanging out or whatever, but either way there were like no boundaries. And it took for me to lose a friend (laughs) To be like, I have to start setting boundaries for myself. And I have to start, if I'm not feeling up to do something, I have to be honest and be like... Saying no is a part of liberation. Right, because you at some point you can't keep saying yes, yes, yes. And you're basically... when Once you keep telling yourself no, when you tell other people yes, it's a problem. I also think that reserving your energy and... Mm -hmm. Uh, reserving your peace and yeah. knowing, like Alika said, when to say no and also, too, when to say when. Mm-hmm. Because when you don't have those things, it changes a lot of things for you. Yeah. And it, you know, it's a, a domino effect. And even if it doesn't affect something today, it could affect something tomorrow. Right. So you have to be. You have to stand in who you are and know your self-worth and what you deserve and all of that stuff and be like, look, this is who I am. This is what I'm going to allow and this is what I'm not going to allow. And that's that, you know, because if you don't stand up for yourself, again, nobody is going to do that for you. You have to do that for you. So do you have like... I don't know, maybe like an item of clothing or maybe like a song or whatever. Do you have something that makes you feel sexy or liberated? Is there something that kind of brings you back to your religion of liberation, so to speak? Um, I'm a person who has my hair up a lot. And my hair is always in a bun. When I put my hair down, when I wash my hair, when I put product in it and... I do it and I'm like, ooh, I'm cute. I feel like that's like a reminder of like, ooh, you that bitch, you know? Like it's just, it's just a feel good. And then like, um, to get dressed, smell good. Those are just like reminders of who I am, mm-hmm. you know? And it's it's something as simple as letting my hair down. And then also, too, if you, like, do all of those things and then throw on just a cute something or, like, even something lacy just to be around the house, um, I feel like those those are cute, too. Yeah, I'm all about, like, just wearing lingerie in the house and mm-hmm. have a glass of wine just to chill. And it's not, I feel like people feel so much pressure to, I felt so much pressure, like, 
well, why would I buy lingerie? I don't even have a man, but it's like, why do I need a man to buy lingerie? That's like, what I was I don't just need talking that about my girlfriend. Like, yeah, buy lingerie, buy lingerie for yourself yes. and wear it for yourself it's so for you me. can feel liberated for yourself because you want to get to a point where you put on lingerie and it becomes an accessory to your sexiness. That's mm-hmm. really what lingerie is supposed to be. You're bringing, it's supposed to help you bring your sexy, but you're still supposed to have your own sexy at the end of the day. Yeah. So I do feel like having lingerie as a single woman definitely helped me want, help me feel sexy within myself without having to hear you look sexy from other people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I wanted to feel sexy within myself and be comfortable within myself. I think... Some would say I might get a little too comfortable with myself, but that's fine. You know, I'm okay with being comfortable with myself and loving on myself and, you know, doing nasty things with myself, you know? It's, you do nasty it's things fun. with other people, too, though. I do, but I like to do nasty things with myself, too. Shoot. Okay. That could be hot. It is hot. No, yeah, it is. I want myself, okay? I'm hot. I'm a hot piece of ass, period. So, um, two things or a company and a thing that kind of helped me um, with my liberation. Uh, I have to shout out Fulza Couture. Every time I wear her stuff, I shout her out and I have to talk about her amazing line of clothes because she has clothes that's geared toward fat women positivity. Mm-hmm. It gave me, because I like to talk with my clothes, it gave me clothes to talk with. But... I owe her and her brand so much because it was literally like the last piece of thing that I needed to pull me out of a I don't love myself funk, so to speak. Um, and also waist, excuse me, waist beads. I feel so hot with waist beads. I want to wear waist beads. You should get some. I should. Yeah. Waist beads. I feel like. It just, it gave me such a different, I don't know, as soon as I put them on, it was just like, I felt like a new person. Like, I don't know if it was the healing crystals that was on there, because I had the waist beads that I had before they popped. They all had, they were all waist beads with intentions. I had got one for love, abundance, protection, and um, positive energy. So they all had stones on them, Mm -hmm. different ones. And I just felt like when I had them, I just was a different person. Like, I just... Not a different person, but I was... It, nothing... I wasn't scared of anything. I, it was just, like... I was full on. Like, it just mm-hmm. felt like... This is who I am now. Yeah. Period. So, I definitely recommend waist beads. And they're good for just... They're good for, like, a good accessory. Um, they're good to help you track your weight loss or your weight gain, whatever have you. Um, and... I, I just like them. I just think it's it's just I one think of those really things cute. where they're yeah. very necessary. Yeah. I like I them. I like I feel like it's it 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 accentuates the confidence with the with the waist beads. And I feel like that's another thing too that's also a hidden gem for you. Yeah, yeah. Because especially the ones that I had, like I said, they, they all had intentions and they all had crystals, so I would meditate with them. Obviously, because they're on my body, so it was just easier that way to have the crystals just around my stomach at all times. Um, but yeah, they were, they were cute, but I'm on the market for some new ones. Um, have you ever, like, um, well, we kind of talked about it, like, you know, have you ever gotten, like, a negative response from, like, showing off your body, but you did? 
You spoke about it already. What did I say? About the guy who um had something to say about a challenge that you did, and he was saying you were sucking it in or whatever. But I, yeah, but that was more like trying to body shame. Me being open and liberated, I feel like people often think that they know me because I'm open and because I am not shy. So you feel like you get a lot of negative responses for being liberated. And like not a lot. I wouldn't say that on. I get a lot. Okay. But there are like one or two people who will like make statements. And honestly, to me, that just projects that you're insecure and that Indeed. you don't like you. Right. That's not a reflection of me. Absolutely. Because I'm comfortable with who I am. That's why I'm able to... You're just to... not comfortable with who yes. I am. Yes. That's why... Yes. And honestly, who gives a fuck if you're not comfortable with who no. I am? No, 100%. You know, 100%. because you don't do shit for me. I have to live with myself at right. the end of the day. <laughs> I gotta sleep with myself at the end of the night. Exactly. And at the top of the morning. So yeah. Fuck so you whatever you say doesn't fucking matter. Right. And it always is a thing of not like you want to be a prude, but if you go do that, go do that. If you, if me being a sexual person and constantly wanting to talk about certain things bothers you, I can't, uh, oh well. Like, I, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Like, sorry, but not sorry, really, because. Not sorry, not sorry. I generally don't give a fuck. Like, I'm going to be me at the end of the day. I'm going to do whatever I feel serves me. And I'm going to do and say whatever makes me happy. And if I'm going to talk about sex all day or if I'm going to talk about any wild topic that I want to talk about, I'm going to do that. That's that's that on that. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate you guys. Uh, Turn your post notifications on. Like, share. If you share us, please tag us. Comment, subscribe. Yes, all of that good stuff. We genuinely appreciate you guys. And we will be back next week with another episode.